In 16 states, the National Guard has been activated. They're being deployed as we speak, all in all around 3,600, as people across this country prepare for widespread civil unrest. I don't know who is going to win tonight, tomorrow, this week, in a, in a month. I don't know. We don't know when the election results will come in. And we don't know if it'll be Joe Biden or Donald Trump, though everyone seems to think it'll be their guy. What I can tell you is that leftists, far leftist extremists, know that the uncertainty is the best time to actually go out and engage in civil unrest. Many organizations have been organizing protests across this country for a variety of reasons. These will provide perfect covers for the extremists to come out and engage in overt acts of violence, so much so that businesses across the country have been boarding up and, well, the National Guard is actually being deployed right now. Although I can't tell you who is going to win, I can tell you that it is going to be violence from the left, not the right. And I know it may sound biased to say so, and of course, the left would certainly believe that. But based on what we've seen, we all know it's going to be the left rioting. More importantly, BuzzFeed News has a story out right now where Trump supporters say that if Donald Trump loses, it is what it is. If Joe Biden wins, they'll go on with their lives. No matter who wins, though, the left will come out and engage in overt acts of violence, riots, unrest. And I'm sorry to have to say this, but we're planning a party tonight at my house. We're having a big show. We're going to be live streaming. We're going to be tracking the results and mostly just hanging out. Many of our past guests from the Timcast IRL podcast will be here. Unfortunately, several people have told me they can't come. I asked them why that was, and they said if they take the highways to get here, they fear that after the results come in, whatever they may be, riots will erupt and they will end up getting trapped. And I don't blame them. One thing I think we can say for certain is that there is going to be widespread far left violence, unfortunately. And I hope you have all done what you need to do to prepare. And by the time you watch this, if it's not too late, pop over to the store, grab some groceries, get that milk, get, get the milk, bread and eggs if you haven't already, because we may be in for a wild ride. The National Guard is not just being activated for a day. In fact, they're going to remain for quite some time because we are about to enter. Well, let me put it this way. We've reached the top of the roller coaster. And at some point tonight, we are going to get released and it is going to get wild. Hopefully this prediction is wrong. Hopefully, for some reason, somebody wins, everyone shakes hands, we smile, and that's the end of it. I don't think anyone believes that will happen. So let's read what's happening with the National Guard so that you can be better prepared. Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com slash donate if you would like to support my work. There are many ways you can give. There's a P.O. box if you want to send me some stuff. But the best thing you can do, share this video. Now, perhaps riots don't happen. Perhaps they uh, uh, everything calms down. But as I said, most of us kind of expect it to happen. So I think it's important people know about this. While everybody is going to be sharing things about which poll is proving their guy is winning and, and who is the best to win and why, I want to make sure everybody stays safe. I want to make sure everybody goes out and vote, go, uh, goes out to cast their vote. And I want to make sure everybody sees this so they know, for one, things will be calm and safe. You can go out and you can vote today. It is not until later in the wee hours of the morning when the counts come in, do you have anything to worry about. And in these cities, the National Guard is there to keep you safe. I know there's a lot of people that are really freaking out. As I mentioned, people canceling on my show. And I, uh, and I, I, it's fine, I guess. You know, I, I understand why they would do that. 
But I want to make sure everybody knows the National Guard is ready and they can keep you safe. So you need to make sure you go out and vote. But um, if you think I'm doing a good job, if you think this information is important, please consider sharing. Don't forget to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. Let's read the story from Military Times. National Guard Election Day update more than 3,600 troops active in 16 states. The National Guard is gearing up to activate across the country to support the November 3rd general election in several capacities. The missions range from assisting with cyber defense, working the polls and standing by in case of post-election civil unrest. There was a new round of newly discovered Guard activations Monday, including 1,000 troops in Massachusetts, 300 in Arizona, 300 in Alabama, and an undisclosed number in Florida, Oregon, and Illinois. The Massachusetts and Oregon troops will be on standby in case of civil unrest, and the Arizona forces will be on standby for rapid deployment anywhere in the western portion of the nation, if requested by any governor. National Guard officials in Illinois will not elaborate on the roles their newly activated troops would play. At least 3,671 Guard troops have been committed to the effort. The size of the authorized deployments ranges from 1,000 in Texas and Massachusetts to a single soldier in Wyoming. Just one guy. Hey, you got my respect, buddy. The lone Wyoming soldier. Some states are yet to determine how many troops will be activated, and many states have merely alerted selected units in anticipation of possible post-election unrest. All of the troops currently activated are on state orders and are under the control of their respective governors. The National Guard is unlikely to federalize for the election and go under Donald Trump's control, said senior guard officials from Nebraska, Tennessee, Washington, and Wisconsin during a Wednesday afternoon press conference. Quote, there would be no added benefit of federalizing guard forces for the election, explained Army Major General Jeff Holmes, Tennessee's adjutant general. I cannot think of any scenario where we would recommend or ask for being federalized. Some of the missions, missions such as civil disturbance response, are well-worn territory for the Guard. But the COVID-19 pandemic has presented new challenges requiring the use of National Guard personnel to directly support the election, as have concerns about foreign actors attempting to disrupt the election through cyber attacks, explained the senior Guard officials. Being a poll worker is something that's new to the Wisconsin National Guard, said Army Brigadier General Robin Blader, Assistant Adjutant General of the Wisconsin National Guard. However, serving our state during times of need is one of our core missions, and that isn't new. Our service members continue to answer the call, and they continue to be willing to serve their state and nation in times of need. Here's the rundown of which states have activated the Guard and their mission. Military Times staff will update readers with more information as it becomes available. I'm just going to give you a quick list of the states that have activated their guard. I won't read you their full missions, but Alabama, Arizona, Colorado, Delaware, Florida, Illinois. We have photos here. Kentucky, Massachusetts, New Jersey, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Texas, Virginia, Washington, Wisconsin, and Wyoming. So naturally, it's uh, it's not all about civil unrest. Many of these are uh, so, uh, troops are being deployed throughout various neighborhoods. We can see this story from the Daily Mail. Troops roll into battlegrounds. National Guard arrive in Philadelphia and Chicago as Illinois governor asks residents to be patient with election results that could take days. The National Guard will not be deployed and simply leave later tonight. They're going to stick around. And I believe this is the smart move. And I hope that, uh, you know, I, I, I hope that all of this hype about violence is just that hype. But with fears that foreign actors would influence our elections, uncertainty is the greatest asset to the extremists who seek to subvert our democracy 
And I, I know we're a republic. I mean our democratic institutions. I always got to clarify that. Otherwise, people are like, we're not a democracy. Subvert our democratic institutions. Subvert our republic, our rule of law, our constitution. And I believe we will rely on the National Guard to make sure we maintain order. They say troops reported to Philadelphia on Monday night, arriving in armored trucks a day before Americans went to the polls to decide on who will be the next president. It comes after weeks of unrest in Philadelphia over the police shooting of a black man named Walter Wallace. Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker asked National Guard troops in his state to go to Chicago in anticipation of riots and looting. A National Guard spokesman said the troops have not yet been given any specific directions. Obviously, people can see Illinois National Guard trucks and troops moving in. This is to be ready to respond if needed, but we have not been given any missions. We, along with most other Illinoisans and Americans, hope we are not needed, Barb Wilson the spokeswoman said the spokesman said, OK, across America, businesses are being closed, are closing early and some plan to stay closed for the rest of the week for fear of unrest. While the polls are open to today until midnight, the number of mail in votes this year due to covid-19 means a result could take longer to reach. Some states like Pennsylvania are allowing votes to be counted for three days after the election, as long as they have been post stamped by November 3rd. We have photos here of the uh, troops coming in. Governor Pritzker said at a press conference on Monday that they would be on standby for any violence. We've made sure that our National Guard is simply in a state of readiness. We want to make sure that cities, counties that call upon us for help from the state of Illinois, that we have those resources available to them. Pritzker also asked residents to be patient with the election results. In Pennsylvania, votes may be counted late. We may very well not know who won the election on Wednesday, let alone Tuesday night. Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot said on Monday that she did not call in the troops. Some troops were seen in a Target in Philadelphia on Monday night. The store had also been boarded up to deter looters. People tweeted from the scene, calling it a sad day. Pennsylvania is a swing state in the election. The Supreme Court last week upheld the decision to allow votes there to be counted for three days after the election. We can see that um, there's, there's real fear from everybody. Ryan Fournier says, I'm in D.C., Everything, and I mean everything, is boarded up. Shouldn't be like this. And I agree, it shouldn't. So why is it happening? My friends, it is not the right. And this is the big challenge that uh, many of us disaffected liberals face. You know, there have been a lot of videos critical of me saying, Tim's not really a liberal, he's just saying whatever the conservatives want to hear. I think, for one, it's fair to say my perspective is very much on the right pointed at the left, but that doesn't mean I'm actually on the right in the classical sense. I think in the modern sense, as it is today, it's very obvious that whatever left and right is, liberals and conservatives are now considered right wing, something I've said for a long time. But I am a liberal. You can call that right wing if you want, and they often have for a long time referred to people like Barack Obama as right wing. But I'm looking at the left because of what the left is doing. I have no concern about a bunch of Christian religious conservatives preaching door to door or talking about life versus choice. That is normal political discourse. I may disagree. We can talk about it. However, on the left, violent rioters have been wreaking havoc for quite some time. And this is worrisome to me. And it seems just so easy to look at the news and see the lies from the mainstream media and know that it is the left that has been engaging in these violent activities and have been escalating the absurdities uh, uh, and, and their violence for quite some time. I reached my threshold. 
as a liberal, seeing what the left was doing, seeing the violent riots. And then I saw Donald Trump offer up peace agreements and withdraw of our troops in the Middle East. And I saw a record-breaking economy. And I thought to myself, this isn't about conservative or liberal. It's about allowing people to do insane things for insane reasons or putting our foot down and saying enough. I've seen some disaffected liberal types argue for voting for Joe Biden. They say that politics doesn't work the way you think it is. In fact, if Joe Biden wins, they will marginalize the far leftist because now they have the support of everyone on the other side. And that's just not true. In order for Joe Biden to win, he needs a coalition of progressive and far left voters. He can't just go with the moderates. He needs moderates and progressives together. And that's very difficult. And it may be one of the reasons why he ends up losing. We'll see what happens. But for me, what I'm looking at from Donald Trump makes a lot of sense. School choice makes sense. A great economy through uh, Trump's economic policies seem to have worked. I'm not an economist, but hey, things were going well. Middle Eastern peace agreements are good. And withdrawing our troops, in my opinion, is the right move. Joe Biden offers us up some policies for sure he does, but some of them are, are quite radical. Joe Biden wants to ban gun and ammo and accessory gun ammo and accessory sales online outright. It's part of his plan. I recently became a gun owner because of the violence from the far left. They're trying to defund the police. And now you want me to take a position where I support someone like Joe Biden thinking he will marginalize these people. Let's let's operate on the assumption that voting for Joe Biden does marginalize the extremists on the left. Now that they no longer need any support, the mainstream moderate Democrats ignore them and push them out. The anti-war movement dies. If there even is one, it's mostly conservative. What happens when Joe Biden disarms the population and then we see the next wave of far left rioters? I'm sorry, that's a mistake. Joe Biden has policies that are horrifying and I will not uh, I will not be supporting him. I earlier this year was not a big gun person at all. And the riots happened and I got a taste of exactly what, what it's going to be like when they defund the police and when Joe Biden disarms the population. Many people say that Joe Biden doesn't want to disarm Everybody just wants to ban assault weapons. That's not true. And you haven't read the legislation they've proposed, the Democrats. Democrats have proposed legislation that outright bans semi-automatic weapons. That's quite literally 99% of all modern weapons. It means you pull the trigger once and a bullet comes out. That's it. People seem to think semi-auto means full automatic. I have no idea. But the reason I bring this up is that I really do have fears about far left violence from the Daily Mail. Portland Black Lives Matter protesters armed with Molotov cocktails run riot on election eve, torching Starbucks and spraying walls with all cops are, and a slur, bees, graffiti. Protesters in Portland smashed the windows of the university and a Starbucks. They also threw a flammable liquid inside the cafe, but police stopped the arson. There are fears the U.S. election could spark violence, whatever the outcome. Many shops are boarded up and the National Guard are on standby for riots. It's the far left. It's what we feared. And we need to be ready to defend ourselves. So it's no surprise that one of the largest demographics buying guns for the first time are suburban women. Maybe that gun will give them a sense of security so they'll feel safe voting for Joe Biden. I don't know. Maybe voting for Donald Trump will give them the real sense of security. But I can tell you one thing. I would be surprised if the store owners that are boarding up their shops are thinking supporting the campaign that bailed the rioters out would be a good idea. Kamala Harris did bail them out. 
I'd be surprised if any one of these people said, I'm going to vote for the guy who says I shouldn't have a weapon to defend myself with. In which case, personally, I feel like the polls are wrong. I don't know. By the time you're watching this, maybe we'll know and maybe we'll be in the midst of some kind of riot. I have no idea. But I can tell you, uh, I can tell you this from BuzzFeed News. What will Trump's diehard supporters do if he loses? They say they'll go on with their lives. Thank you, BuzzFeed News, for reporting this. Quote, if he doesn't win, he doesn't win. But I highly doubt that he will lose. I can literally bet my life that he's not going to lose. Look at this turnout. We have another uh, quote. I don't want to think about it. Well, you might have to. If he doesn't win, we'll go back to our normal life. But the reason why we're here is that we want him to win. That's about it. They say leading up to Election Day, President Trump has stoked fear and chaos of rigged elections and suggested there's no way he can lose legitimately. He said that even a delay in results in one state could induce violence in the streets. He is correct. He's claimed a loss wouldn't even make any sense. It puts much more pressure on me running against a guy like this, you know. Trump said in Grand Rapids just after midnight, Monday, his last rally before voting ends. You know, you lost to somebody that was good. Can't, uh, you know, you lost to somebody that was good. Can you imagine the concept of losing to this guy? You, you better get out there and vote tomorrow. I will be so angry. I'll never come back to Michigan. I'll never come back. I'll tell Japan to bring all those plants back. Maybe people on the left don't realize that Trump is joking a lot. A lot of what Trump does very much does uh, very much feels like stand uh, like stand up comedy. I'm not even kidding. He's not really going to go to Japan and say, bring the, the plants back. He's joking. And people laugh about it. During the final rallies of his reelection campaign in states across the country, most Trump supporters told BuzzFeed News they don't foresee chaos or mayhem breaking out if Trump loses. Instead, they see themselves going on with their lives. Most conservatives, we're not going to riot in the streets. Edward Valera, 38, told BuzzFeed News, if he loses, he loses. It is what it is. Well, how about this story? This is breaking right now. Florida cops repeatedly punch and elbow Biden supporter, 59, who was arrested for taunting Trump voters. They will latch on to anything to smear the right and Trump voters. But I tell you, I have been covering this stuff for a decade. I have never, never seen run of the mill Trump supporters go around and start fights. I have seen right wing individuals start fights. You betcha. Most of the time, the left is starting the fights, but the right does have their moments. I have never seen run of the mill Trump supporters start those fights. There are probably some instances where they have. And I will tell you that the Trump supporters driving the trucks around the Biden bus I thought was dumb. But no, it wasn't terror like many on the left are claiming. Among Biden supporters and progressives, I have seen many acts of overt violence. In fact, just recently we saw, I guess it was a woman walk up to a vehicle that had Trump flags and pepper spray children. Children. Could you not? I'm not saying that there's never been an instance where a regular Trump supporter, you know, went up to a rally and started a fight. But I want to make sure I'm clear here. There have been scuffles at Trump rallies when protesters show up. What I mean to say is when you see a bunch of Trump supporters marching through the streets at these rallies, typically they're not the ones starting the fights. Sometimes they do. The left is typically the one starting the fight and showing up to Trump rallies. That's why I'm not surprised to see that we have a Biden supporter being arrested for taunting Trump voters. And we have Trump supporters saying straight up, we'll go home. We'll live our lives. To me, that's kind of sad. Well, to clarify what's sad about it, conservatives are too willing 
to play by the rules. Even Republicans and even when Republicans are cutthroat, it's still all by the rules. I mean, think about it. Trump just uh, appointed, got nominated and confirmed Amy Coney Barrett, the third Supreme Court justice of his four years. And that is insane. But it's all within the rules laid out by Democrats and the system. It was Harry Reid who changed the rules, making it easier for Trump to do this. And because of them, Trump was able to. That's the Democrats fault. The Democrats changed the rules and it hurt them in the long run. Donald Trump and the Republicans seem to be playing by the rules. Democrats seem to be changing them right now with the election. They're changing the rules once again. Even right now on YouTube and social media, Donald Trump and Trump supporters aren't allowed to declare victory for Trump, but they are allowed to declare victory for Joe Biden. Media has said that they may declare victory for Biden and then he will give a speech. The Biden campaign said under no circumstances will the media declare Trump the winner. It makes literally no sense. But my bigger concern, I suppose we should get back to it, is what we can expect to see uh, later tonight. Here's a quote. My life, it wouldn't be much different. Patrick Hill Tarves, 20, said of a Trump loss at the Miami rally. He characterized his first MAGA event as interesting to see people of different ethnicities and backgrounds coalesce around the same cause. Donald Trump, if he lost, Tarvis said there's definitely some some certain groups of people that would benefit and some segments that would riot and get mad. I still hope for the best here. Christiane Bear, 24, also of Florida, said when asked about the possibility of her candidate uh, not winning. Bear said she wants Joe Biden and Kamala Harris to be successful leaders if they're elected, but she's not sure what's to come. Mara Young, who's originally from Panama, but now lives in Miami, feels the same way. Well, we'll keep fighting, Young 46 told BuzzFeed News. We'll keep going and we'll see what happens, but I hope that he will win. BuzzFeed News spoke to more than three dozen Trump supporters across four swing states in the last week of re-election rallies for this article. They don't expect him to lose, even as polls indicate that that outcome is entirely possible or even probable. He's not going to lose. Reza Rodriguez told BuzzFeed News in Miami, where she and thousands of supporters cheered on the president at the same Miami rally that ran, ran well past midnight. We are going to win four more years. Perhaps, perhaps we will win four more years. But there are scary things going on. And I think we're going to see wild lawsuits. And the big concern, I suppose, is, well, stories like this. Philadelphia City Commissioner says they're investigating after video reportedly shows GOP poll watcher getting kicked out of polling place. Lawsuits, complaints, voter intimidation. We are going to have thousands of videos, thousands of tweets and posts of people claiming this, that or otherwise has resulted in some kind of election interference. And that means this will get drawn out for quite some time. I don't know how long. But in some states, they're saying, I believe Colorado allows you to submit your your ballot uh, by November 12th. There are some issues where individuals had their signature mismatch and they said, come on in by the 12th to figure it out. So what? They want all votes counted, even the ones that wouldn't change the result of the election. This to me is, well, disconcerting to say the least. We already had the AG of uh, Pennsylvania say, when all the votes are counted, Trump will lose. And now he's in hot water. All of these moments, to me, suggest we are going to have absolute uncertainty over the next week, weeks, months. I have no idea. Maybe not. Maybe by the time you watch this and maybe by tonight, we have a clear victor. 
that would be preferable. And that's what Donald Trump has said. Democrats, on the other hand, seem to have no problem with the uncertainty. The uncertainty means the markets will tank. Now, many on the left say, who cares about the markets? This is people's retirement. This is the working class and their pension. This is them saying, I will get to comfortably relax in retirement. That's why the market matters. Uncertainty means volatility. It means the rich will be able to get richer making wild bets, you know, selling high and buying low, and regular people will be left out. Uncertainty means people will be rioting in the streets, and these riots may disrupt the results of the election. And then we won't know exactly what will happen or who will have won. And that to me is the bigger fear. Just a delayed uncertainty. Maybe it'll be January. I don't know. There's a Supreme Court deadline or maybe one of the worst scenarios is that Donald Trump does win, but the left contests it and refuses to accept the election. The courts rule in Trump's favor. And then we get four more years of the left saying Trump is illegitimate. For the time being, my bigger concern is the immediate safety of everyone. The National Guard is being deployed. As of right now, everything is chill and you are safe to go out and vote. And please go out and vote. In the next few days, there is a real fear that things may get violent. I don't know what YouTube expects me to say on this one because they keep they say if you discourage people from voting or whatever. No, no, no. You can go out and vote. Make sure you please go out and vote. Today is the day. The National Guard is there. You will be safe. Please go out and vote because it is not enough to simply vote. We must be actively pro encouraging people to vote. So tell your friends, bring them with you to the polls. This is one of the most consequential elections of our lifetime, no matter who you believe in. That's the truth. I hope everything ends up uh, safe and secure for everyone. And my thanks to the National Guard for being for standing ready in the event of any major unrest. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 6 p.m. over at youtube.com slash Timcast News. It is a different channel from this one. And I will see you all then. With 0.00001% of registered voters reporting, I'm officially calling this race for Donald Trump. Congratulations, everybody. It was, it was, it was well fought. Joe Biden, you ran a great campaign. <laughs> Not really. And it's all over. Thanks in part to, uh, two small New Hampshire villages. I'm kidding, by the way, to a <laughs> cue moment when YouTube bans my channel now for calling the race early. I wasn't really calling the race, please. Our jokes allowed on the internet and internet anymore. Anyway, we, we do got some morning news. That I think it's gonna be very important for all of you as we go into today's election day. No one has any idea what's going to happen. But if you trust the polls, Donald Trump is going to get crushed. However, there are two first. There's a first in the nation poll. It happens at like midnight. And then there's another poll, uh, another vote that happens shortly after. Trump won. Trump lost one uh, of these districts. He lost the first in vote, but they voted for Clinton last time. They voted uh, resoundingly for Biden this time. But in Millsfield, Trump took it, uh, I believe it was 16 to 5 in favor of Trump. I'm not sure if this matters all that much. Sure, thought it was interesting. But the bigger issue is that Donald Trump is expected to win tonight in, in what's called a red mirage. Yes, because he's actually going to win. And they're going to say, but wait, there's going to be way more mail-in ballots. And therein lies the big problem for all of us. We don't know how many total ballots will likely be coming in. But we do know the amount of requested absentee ballots and sent mail ballots. So in order for Donald Trump to win, he need uh, tonight, 
He needs to beat Joe Biden by a larger margin than remains known or possible votes, which is going to make it relatively unlikely, I suppose, that we get a declared victory tonight. What's really, uh, I guess, irksome to me, and I got to be very careful about the words I use today because YouTube will ban me in two seconds, but I'd like to show you something. And then we'll read the story about these villages, see what's going on with Trump. Sarah Fisher says, if news organizations declare Joe Biden the mathematical president-elect, he plans to address the nation as its new leader, even if President Trump continues to fight in court. Interesting. They said that Donald Trump, under uh, Biden's people, under no circumstances will Trump be declared the winner. But if the media declares Biden the winner, then he's going to address the nation as president-elect. I find that creepy. They've repeatedly said Donald Trump is not allowed to declare victory even if it looks like he won, because we must wait for mail-in ballots. Why? That's weird. If the margins are in Trump's favor, then he should be able to declare victory and address the nation. Some, I can't remember, uh, I, I saw this tweet. They're saying that the MSNBC, I guess, would cut away. They would not allow if Trump tries to say anything about declaring victory. These people are so Trump deranged, Trump derangement syndrome, terminal, that they'll plug their ears and turn off their TVs if it turns out Donald Trump actually won. I've got some stuff to show you, but we're going to start with what's going on because this, this, this matters in my opinion. These two villages, what's going on? President Trump has a total of uh, a total lead of six votes over Democratic nominee Joe Biden uh, after the first votes of 2020 election were reported in two small New Hampshire villages. Trump won a midnight vote in the village of Millsfield by a 16 to 5 margin, while Biden had a 5 to 0 victory in nearby Dixville Notch. Doesn't that mean Trump has a six vote lead? Oh, that's what they said, right. Trump's Mills, Millsfield win echoed the, the 16 votes he received in the village in 2016, with former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton receiving four votes and Bernie Sanders getting a single vote. So the margins are the same. Clinton won Dixville Notch, getting four votes to Trump's two. Now, I don't know if this means anything, but Trump is down two votes from last year in these two places. While most experts believe overall voter turnout in the current election will be high, the final votes cast in Dixville Notch represent the lowest turnout ever reported. The last candidate to win in all the votes cast in the village was former President Nixon, who went on to narrowly lose to former President John F. Kennedy in the election of 1960. But to be fair, Nixon's 1972 reelection was... 49 state landslide. The Dixville Notch vote has a mixed record at best of predicting the ultimate winner of the presidency. In addition to missing uh, Trump's 2016 win, results did not match former President Jimmy Carter's win, Nixon's 1968 win, and Bill Clinton's victories. However, the village did accurately predict both George W. Bush as well as President Barack Obama. As a matter, though, because they didn't predict Trump. Trump also received 16 votes in Millsfield, but neither Trump nor Biden received a single vote during 2020 primary voting in Dixville Notch, where former New York City Mayor Michael Bloomberg won both the Democratic and Republican primaries by a right and vote. Now about that there, Red Mirage, they're saying that Trump is going to win tonight, right? Okay. We've already got, I'm going to get in trouble on YouTube. I swear I'm going to get banned. So I have to be very careful. We already have electioneering at polling locations that is not allowed. We also have a store uh, already videos emerging of a poll watcher being denied entry in Philadelphia. 
All of this stuff is happening in one of the most important states for Donald Trump to win. One of the states where the attorney general already said, when all votes are cast, Donald Trump will lose. So I want to read you a statement from the Trump campaign. But first, from Will Chamberlain, here's a video. A poll watcher in Philly was just wrongfully prevented from entering the polling place. Hashtag stop the steal. We also have this from A. Benjamin Manns. This is a Newsmax, Newsmax public safety columnist. He says, this is our polling place in northeast Philadelphia. Already a violation in sight. On the door of the voting location is a big sign that says vote Philly first. This is electioneering. It is overt. It is obvious. And I'm going to say it and they're going to ban me, but I'm not playing games, YouTube. This is illegal. I'm not exaggerating. I'm make, make, making it up. It is plain as day illegal. You cannot put up a big sign telling everyone who to vote for. You can't. And they've been doing it with these signs all over Philly. He says, as we were leaving, they removed this one. But just in case people thought this was an isolated incident, I went by other polling places in the same ward. And as you can see in all of these photos, they have these big signs saying who to vote for. You are not allowed to do this. Will I get banned? Maybe. Maybe. YouTube told me that I'm not allowed to say anything that could make people not want to vote or something. Well, you definitely should go vote. Please go vote. I don't care who you vote for. Just go vote. Do do what you got to do. Maybe you like Biden. Maybe you like Trump. Maybe you like Jorgensen. Maybe you just want to vote for, I don't know, Mickey Mouse. You don't care. You can write in whoever you want. Um, I think you can write in whoever you want. Anyway, just go vote. This shouldn't freak you out, but we need to know about it. We need to know these things are happening. Because I tell you this, if that was a pro-Trump sign, you better believe they'd be screaming at the top of their lungs. Well, Tim Murtaugh made an, an extremely important statement, and I agree. You see, the framing of everything in the media is that Trump is cheating, Trump is going to lose. But what they haven't done, what we haven't seen is, uh, the, the uh, uh, look, I'll put it this way. Think about what it is they're doing when they say all of these things. The Democrats in the media are doing everything in their power to delegitimize this election. I mean, the fact that there's a red mirage scenario in the first place is insane and unprecedented. They're basically saying no matter what happens, Trump can't win, period. Why is that allowed, YouTube? Come on. I'm not allowed. I got to walk on eggshells, but they're allowed to straight up say Trump can't win. Are you nuts? Don't you want people to go and vote? Yes. Well, this is allowed, apparently. Tim Murtaugh says Biden's early vote lead is not enough, and they know it. Democrats plan to call Donald Trump's Election Day surge a red mirage to delegitimize his wave of support. They'll try to create a smokescreen post-election day, even running TV ads to cast doubt on November 3rd. Uh, On November 3rd vote, be ready. Here's the full statement. He says Democrats are panicking. Because Joe Biden has not run up a large enough lead in early votes in battleground states, and they know that President Trump's in-person votes on Election Day will make up the difference and propel him to victory. Biden's political operatives have already been distributing talking points and research to delegitimize Election Day results by coaching surrogates to refer to President's Election Day success as a red mirage. The operatives are advising surrogates and media to create a smokescreen by casting blame all around, imagining postal postal uh, Imagining postal delays or falsely claiming that mail-in ballots that have simply not been returned should be considered legitimate votes that need to be counted. 
None of this will be true, but we will be held up as proof that President Trump's victory is a so-called red mirage. No one should fall for it. We are aware that Democrats have already cut television ads that are they are prepared to deploy to further cement the red mirage misinformation, seeking to convince people that all Joe Biden would need for victory is more time extending well beyond Election Day. At the same time, we fully anticipate that Democrats will be in court arguing to extend deadlines for accepting and counting votes mailed and received well past deadlines enacted by individual state laws. Americans should remember that Biden has assembled a massive team of lawyers who will try to loosen election integrity so they can steal the election and also recall that Hillary Clinton advised Biden not to not to concede defeat under any circumstances. The last gasp of the Biden campaign will be ugly and it will be ruthless. What actually has happened is that Democrats fielded a candidate in Joe Biden who excites virtually no one and his potential voters are not motivated to go to the polls in person. Democrats also made the mistake of spending months frightening their supporters away from voting in person because of the coronavirus. And now they realized that their early vote lead will not be enough. Biden's campaign also committed to the, the political sin of failing to build a ground game or field operation. And now they are paying the price with their inability to turn out supporters. Biden knows that the votes he already has in the bank through early voting and from supporters they already had. So he has cannibalized his own election day turnout because of this, uh, because of this Biden predicament. We are on guard for Democrats to attempt to subvert state deadlines for receiving and counting ballots, and we will fight to make sure they adhere to the law. President Trump wants every eligible voter to be able to vote, vote once and have it counted. Here's what needs to be said. They keep saying all the votes must be counted, all of them. That's what the AG of Pennsylvania said. Once all the votes are counted, Trump will have lost all the votes. We were talking about this with uh, Jack Posobiec the other night on the IRL podcast. What does that mean? All the votes, some of the votes that aren't returned, some of the votes that people had no intention on returning and votes that are arrived past their deadline, votes that have mismatched signatures, votes that have no signature. You see the problem here. There are basic rules. The left right now is arguing that Republicans are trying to disenfranchise people by, by saying sometimes votes don't count or are rejected or disqualified. That's called election security and integrity. I do not want to see people disenfranchised. However, it is important to note there are deadlines for a reason. There is security protocols for a reason. That's it. If your vote is not counted, it's not because it's sometimes it could be some dirty political game. It could be just because if we just said we're going to count every vote and we're going to extend into December to just keep counting because Biden just needs all the time in the world to win. That's not how elections are run. Think about it. They could realize they've lost and then rush out and try and ballot harvest or something. Start collecting ballots, telling people, if, if you have a ballot, go return it now. No, that's not how we do things. That is basically, I mean, look, I, I'm going to say it. Changing the rules to benefit one party. I'm not okay with that. They have been changing the rules to benefit the Democrats from mail-in voting to extended deadlines. And now they're saying that Joe Biden will be allowed to declare victory. Are you kidding me? This is, you know, I think this is because they know Republicans will never do anything. That's true. You could throw a pie in the face of a, of a conservative figuratively, and they'll just be like, oh, well, I'm going to vote. Good. You should. 
But the left is crazy. I mean, they people are boarding up their businesses across the country right now in fear of what's going to happen, regardless of who wins. I find the idea funny that they're saying Joe Biden is going to win, yet every business is boarding up. So these people are like, better board up from the extremist leftists who are coming and then go vote for the guy who bailed them out. Okay, it was his campaign, not him personally, but Kamala Harris did. So vote for the campaign who bailed them out. Sure. They bailed out the rioters. And I'm supposed to assume people are going to go vote for that. Well, we do have some new information on this Red Mirage idea. Red Mirage Redux. In fact, it looks like they're saying it's not going to be as profound as they thought. And 538 has projected that late arriving ballots might actually favor the Republicans. They, uh, Axios reports, the Democratic firm that predicted on a, uh, an election night Red Mirage for Trump, an early lead, it says that Joe Biden will overtake when mail-in ballots are counted, is standing by its prediction, but with a smaller mirage than expected. Driving the news. Updated modeling from analytics firm Hawkfish, reviewed by Axios, says Trump may look as if he's on track to cross 270 electoral votes and approach 286 to 252. But in the end, Biden could win by as much as 334 to 204 or a more modest 279 to 259 once all mail-in ballots are counted. There it is again. All mail-in ballots are counted. You see the game they're playing? Not all mail-in ballots should be counted. I know I can already hear the left saying, aha, clip him out of context and claim he's saying disenfranchise people. If a mail-in ballot has no postmark, if it has no signature, if it arrived late, then it shouldn't be counted. That's called election security. Do we just assume? Well, the Democrats have said there's no such thing as voter fraud, so we just have to trust all the ballots are good. There was voter fraud in Patterson, New Jersey. Not that I think it's predominantly you know, widespread or anything like that. No, I just think that we have rules for a reason. And it reminds me of you know Hillary Clinton losing, but she won the popular vote. The other day we were talking and... Uh, I think it was Lauren Chen who said, doesn't she have advisors? Or, oh, no, no, no. Somebody was telling a story about like someone's friend. Didn't Clinton have advisors telling her she needed to win the Electoral College, not the popular vote? Yeah, well, she didn't realize that. So what? The, the, the Democrats now have been telling everybody to vote by mail, and now they're freaking out about it? Mind you, Hawkfish is funded, my, my, my understanding, by Michael Bloomberg, who is dumping tons of money to the race to defeat Trump. They have created a narrative that no matter what happens, Trump will lose. They have said Trump cannot win on election night. Joe Biden's campaign has said under no circumstances will the media declare him the victor. And then their political groups have said it'll be a mirage. Trump can't win. This is nuts. I don't know if they actually have the power to do what they claim they're doing, but would a media outlet honestly report that Trump won if Trump won? Think about it this way. If there are 400,000 outstanding ballots in Pennsylvania and Trump beats Joe Biden by a margin of 400,001, 400, then no amount of mail-in ballots will get Donald Trump, uh, will, will get uh, Joe Biden the victory. That's what needs to happen. But I'm, I, I, and not only that, I mean, of the 400,000 outstanding ballots, I mean, some of them are going to be for Trump, right? I don't know why they think that late arriving ballots are going to be all for, for Joe Biden, especially based on what Nate Silver has, has already said. I'll tell you what I think. I think the media is full of it. I think the media is just trying to freak people out, trying to justify why they're going to win. And I'll tell you, I have made several videos where I was talking about how Trump could win, why Trump is going to win, while recognizing the odds are against him in every facet. 538 says 90 to, uh, 9 to 1. And uh, uh, predict it says, you know, Joe Biden, 60, to, uh, 61 cents to win and, and, and Trump 40 cents to win. 
The odds are against Trump, but there are reasons to believe he does have a path to victory. Even Nate Silver has said so. I think the media is desperately trying to tell people, don't worry, Joe Biden's going to win. No, he's going to win. Here's a reason for it. And they're creating this paranoid reality about how Trump might actually win. But then Joe Biden wins. If Donald Trump wins on election night and he has the lead in all of these states and no media outlet calls it for him, and then we wait weeks, there will this is the most dangerous and psychotic thing we as a nation and these media companies could ever do. We need clear results. We need people to know here's how the system works. Here's what happened. But if we get to the point where Joe Biden and Trump are just dangling and they're like, well, technically Trump won, but we're not going to say he did. We're going to wait until all the lawsuits are over. Then what happens is Trump wins in the courts and they say Trump didn't really win. He won in the courts, even if Trump was literally going to win. Here's what I think. I think there's a possibility. There's no red mirage. Trump is going to win tonight. He's going to win. And all the pollsters are going to all the media pundits are going to say the polls are not wrong. The mail in ballots just have not come in. And therefore, we need to wait because people are going to be disenfranchised, knowing full well that Trump did win, but they need to delegitimize the election. That's what they are doing. I believe it. They're delegitimizing the election with everything they're doing. The election is supposed to be on election day. You go in, you cast your vote. I believe the Constitution gave us election day. And now they keep changing all of the rules so that they have a better chance of winning, I suppose. Look, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm not a psychic. We're going to have a big party. We're going to do a live stream. We're going to be tracking the results. But we're already seeing impropriety in Philadelphia. And that is alarming. Alarming because my videos, my tweets might get taken down. I might get banned simply for pointing these things out. As I mentioned the other day, YouTube told me I can't say anything that could possibly uh, get someone not to vote. Well, let me stress for the 50 billionth time, you need to go vote. Dare I say you must It is not enough to want to vote. You must be actively pro-vote. Go vote. Don't let anything stand in your way. Everyone, I don't care if it's for Biden, for Trump or otherwise, go and vote. But throughout the day, I'm going to be talking about what's going on. And I'm concerned that stories like this, if they favor the left, will be allowed. And stories that I talk about that favor the right will be banned. And therein lies the very, very serious problem that we face with today's election day. I don't know what the results are going to be. I don't know... uh, Who's going to win? But I will say I'm worried about what happens tonight with cities across the country being boarded up and what happens tomorrow. This is why I am saying we need a clear victor tonight. We do. I don't care who it is. I voted for Trump, but if Biden wins, so be it. We need those results called. The media, the establishment is against Trump and they will never accept a Trump victory. They didn't in 2016. They won't now. How did it get to the point where they were projecting all of these races for Trump? Shouldn't they have just had extreme Trump derangement syndrome? I don't know, but I'll tell you this. The conditions that made Donald Trump's victory have only gotten worse. Now, that's arguably a net negative for Trump because Trump should be the one solving these problems. But perhaps it's out of Trump's hands. The conditions that have made Trump have only gotten worse. Cancel culture is worse. Fear of our safety. We, uh, look, in 2016, were you scared someone's going to show up to your house? Now they're going to people's houses. Now they're marching through residential neighborhoods. I think the media this time around, you know, last time they were like, well, we don't like Trump, but I guess he won. Now they, they're, they've gone nuts. They'll never call it for Trump. Trump could win legitimately and they will not say it. It has been four years 
since I leaned back in a chair and laughed as Donald Trump took victory. And I'll tell you this tonight, no matter who wins, Joe Biden, Donald Trump, I'm going to be laughing. I'm going to be laughing. I'm going to crack a beer. I rarely have ever drank, almost never, but I will crack that beer open. I will sit back and we're going to be on the stream and it is going to be hilarious no matter what happens. Could you imagine the, the presidency of Trunanana Shabbat pressure and Betacath care? Those are real things that Joe Biden actually said. And if people vote for that guy because they hate Trump, then we just live in a cartoon, funny, <laughs> a cartoon clown world, I guess. Let me tell you, people like to talk about being in clown world, right? What is the most clownish thing that could possibly happen tonight? A Joe Biden victory. It would be because Joe Biden is not a viable candidate. They hate Trump so much they fielded an awful candidate. And if he wins, it'll be hilarious. Imagine the Democrats trying to negotiate in the Senate and Biden's like, oh, a of pressure. <laughs> what? It'll be funny. You know, what, man, they say good. Uh, they say empires usually last around 200 years. Maybe we're on, we're on the backswing, huh? I don't know. Whatever, man. I hope you all go out and vote. I hope many of you have already voted, but please go vote. It is your civic duty and vote for whoever you think. Don't let anyone shame you. If you want to go vote for Joe Biden or Joe Jorgensen, please vote your conscience. If you want to vote for Trump, well, there you go. I think Trump is the right answer. But if you want to vote any other party, don't let anyone tell you who you should or shouldn't vote for, even if it is Joe Biden. I can sit here all day and night uh, for all the things I've said. I want you to vote for what you think is right. I want you to vote. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. We'll see how the day progresses. Thanks for hanging out. I will see you all then. It is looking good for Republicans in Florida. And as most of you know, Trump needs these two states, Florida and Pennsylvania, if he's going to find his path to 270. Now, a lot of people think Trump's going to win some states he has no business winning or states that are potentially close. I don't know exactly what's going to happen. And just because I have this data in front of me doesn't mean I know what the final results will be. I am recording this just before 1 p.m. when it goes live. Let me just say, as of right now, according to, and I must stress, joeisdone.github.io, and I will also stress, assuming these numbers are good and this is credible, they say that there is a gap. Republicans are in the lead by just under one percentage point giving the, uh, the Republicans a lead of 83,935 votes. Very, very fascinating. According to one tweet, it looks like it is going up for Republicans around 40,000 votes per hour, meaning that by 6 p.m. tonight, Donald Trump will have a 300,000 vote lead in Florida and will likely win. Now, Florida is supposed to be a close race, and we saw Florida was close in 2018, but the Republicans still won. Right now, I don't know if you've heard it, but I got that song stuck in my head where they're like, La Economia for Donald Trump. You ever hear that, you hear that song? It's like, it's like um, I don't know what style of music it is, but it's like Latino, Cuban or something. And they're singing about why they're going to vote for Trump. Anyway, this song stuck in my head and I'm bringing it up because it is uh, expected, even though Republicans have this lead, they may actually be doing way better because there are many registered Democrat Latino voters who are likely voting for Donald Trump. So we don't exactly know what's going to happen just yet. You're watching a video. It's very early. And, and, and I'll tell you, you know, listen, uh, typically 
when I do videos, I try to have them be at least relevant for a, for a day or so. This video is going to be relevant for like an hour before who knows what. If we take a look at the advantage map showing the difference between 2016 and today, we can see that Republicans in many areas are actually doing better than they did in 2016. But the most important Miami-Dade, where there is a decent advantage for the Republicans relative to where they were. Now, Miami-Dade is a Democrat stronghold, but things are looking pretty good for Trump. So I'll leave that. I'll leave the Florida stuff there, but we've got a lot, a lot to go through. The media, of course, is trying to do everything in its power to claim that Donald Trump can't win and that he's cheating. This is a massive media conglomerate establishment, and almost all of them are putting out some kind of ridiculous lie to smear Trump. But I brought receipts. First and foremost, however, I need to show you this tweet from CBS 46, breaking per Spalding County elections, all uh, per Spalding County elections, all voting machines are down. Michelle K. Brodesky says, if you experience any difficulties at the polls, broken machines, intimidation, registration issues, call the election protection hotline at 866-OUR-VOTE. So if you experience any issues, I don't know what the current state is. This is reporting from CBS 46. We want to make sure everybody's vote counts. Keep that in mind. Uh, I also want to point out YouTube went down pretty bad this morning. Just before I put up my first video, YouTube went nuts. I mean, everything was gone. Videos disappeared. People were complaining, freaking out. I'm not surprised these kinds of things are happening on election day. Now, I can't necessarily say I have evidence to suggest there is foul play afoot. But come on. YouTube goes down on election day. Okay, it could just be that everyone and their mother is uploading some kind of video to say, here's what I think is happening. Here's my election map predictions. I guess we'll see. But things like this are happening all over. So I want to show you this tweet from Will Chamberlain. Jane, uh, so in, in my earlier video, I noted that there were issues where, say, poll watchers were being barred entry. And someone was putting up signs telling people who to vote for, which is illegal, uh, illegal electioneering. In this video, Will Chamberlain said a poll watcher in Philly was just wrongfully prevented from entering the polling place. Hashtag stop the steal. Jane Litvinenko, uh, I believe I believe she's with BuzzFeed. Uh, no, OK, I guess she, she's uh, yes, with BuzzFeed. OK, I'm assuming still BuzzFeed says this video seemingly shows a poll watcher get denied entry. Seemingly showing a poll watcher getting denied entry is misleading. Poll workers can clearly be heard saying the man is not registered at the correct location. That's because each party is only allowed one watcher per location. Well, Will Chamberlain responded saying false. There was no other Republican poll watcher there. There's no such thing as not being registered at the correct location because the watcher certificate are good for the whole city. And uh, he actually links the image. Quote, this certificate authorized the individual to watch any ward or division in Philadelphia. Now, here's where I think the dispute is arising from. It says blank has been regularly appointed as a watcher, ward blank, representing uh, representing Donald J. Trump, candidate for the office of president on the Republican ballot to serve at the November 3rd, 2020 general special election. The left is saying he has been appointed as a watcher ward. And then there's a specific number which has been blurred out. However, at the top, it says this certificate authorizes the individual individual to watch in any ward division in Philadelphia. I don't know what the argument is. If it literally says any ward, then what is your defense of why this guy is being barred? And why is BuzzFeed putting out disinformation? 
I think it's particularly interesting considering this woman, Jane Litvinenko, specializes in disinformation, but clearly did not read the actual certificate. She says more on the video above. A spokesperson for the DA's office said our election task force has not re- task force has not received any complaints that fit what is be- what is being described in that alleged tweet. So what? Why is BuzzFeed putting out disinformation? Why is it incumbent upon random other people to post an image saying any ward? Listen, man, I don't I don't know what you uh, uh, what what look, I'm going to tell you what to think. I'm going to tell you, go vote if you haven't already. Make sure your vote counts. Make sure you do everything you need to do to vote. I want you to vote. Okay, I don't care who you're voting for. Biden, Jorgensen, Trump, Mickey Mouse, whatever. Go vote. But I'm telling you, man, stories like this are going to result in lawsuits. And this is the challenge that we are facing with this election, particularly. And there's a lot of uh, uh, there's a lot of dirty games going on. But I'll, get, I'll, get, I'll give you some more updates. We have an update on these signs that have been popping up where... That's- this sign that I'm showing right now, it says vote Philly first, vote Tuesday, November 3rd, and it tells you who to vote for. This is illegal electioneering. These signs are now being removed, at least at some locations, because people are complaining. But I'm telling you, man, we've got a lot of dirty games happening right in front of our eyes. This one says to vote for a variety of people, including Shapiro. Shapiro, as you as you may not know, is the AG of Pennsylvania, who said once all the votes are tallied, Trump will lose. All votes? What is? What do they mean by this? Things, man. I got to be very, very careful because YouTube will ban me in two seconds. But I just want to stress: write these things down, track these things you see on social media, keep an eye on what is going on because everyone is going to be slinging mud. Now, the media is trying to smear Trump. Check this out from the New York Times: fact-checking Trump's claim that he prepaid millions in income taxes. The president's assertion, misleading at best, distracts from the reality that he's paid little or no income. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Why are you arguing with the president about what he's distracting or not? Did he say something true? Then don't fact check it. Last ditch Hail Mary from the New York Times from yesterday to try and swing an election because Trump tweeted, I prepaid millions of dollars in federal income taxes. And it's true. And they even say it's true right here when they say he paid one million in 2016 and 4.2 in 2017. But check this out. They say in another article, literally about his taxes, that he did the same thing, that he paid, that he overpaid in 2016 and that the money was held over. So we're rolled forward to cover potential taxes in future years. What is this fake fact check? Just an excuse for The New York Times to smear Trump. Now, I know you might you might not care about this one instance. But we have another and the more important one. Huffington Post writes, Trump campaign sets the stage for election night coup. How are they allowed to write this stuff? They tell you that if Donald Trump says anything negative about the election, he's destroying our democracy. That if Donald Trump challenges the results, he is just trying to destroy our democracy. Trump will not be allowed to declare victory unless there is a consensus But the Huffington Post and many other outlets can say Trump is setting us up to steal the election. But Trump can't say it. He can't say it himself. Joe Biden is allowed to declare victory and Donald Trump isn't. You see how the game is being played. In a new statement, the campaign warns that it will fight votes coming in after Election Day. That makes sense. Why? What? A lot of dirty games being played, man. A lot of dirty games. So I read the statement from Tim Murtaugh earlier this morning. Now the Huffington Post is claiming 
This is an attempt to steal the election or stage a coup. A coup? Are you, are you kidding? Are you implying that Trump and a small band of radical military personnel are going to storm into the White House and take it over? Because that would be more indicative of a coup, not Trump saying the Democrats are trying to steal the election. By pointing out the Democrats have changed the rules, they're arguing that Trump is changing the rules and thus a coup. Sure. They say President Donald Trump's election campaign put out an ominous statement Monday, making clear that it's going to fight to make sure every vote will not be counted. You see the lies in their game? Let me tell you something. If you were at a bar, right, and there was a, a quiz game, you ever go to the bar and they have those little things and they'll be like, the TV will ask questions and you like press the thing. And then the timer is 30 seconds left. It buzzes. And then you go, oh, uh, my answer is A. They're going to be like, bro, the timer's up. Like there's a reason why we set time limits to these things, because you will use information gained after the fact to advantage yourself. In, in this instance, in the election or otherwise, or in these elections, we set time limits on purpose because everyone has to go out and vote and you vote. And if, if you don't, then you don't vote. And if your votes come in late, we don't count them. They want to count every vote. And think about what they said. Make sure every vote will not be counted. Like I said this morning, what does that mean? Every vote signatures don't match. Count it uh, ripped up. Don't don't uh, got to count it. Ballot envelope missing. Count it anyway. So no, we're not going to count every single vote. I I guess they could say legitimate vote. Sure. They say for months, Trump has declared that he believes the winner should be declared on election night. And I agree. Must know election results on the night of the election, not days, months, or even years later. Clark added that on Monday, the campaign officials fully anticipate that Democrats will be in court arguing to extend deadlines for accepting and counting votes mailed and received well past deadlines enacted by individual state laws. The last gasp of the Biden campaign will be ugly and it will be ruthless. But in many cases, it will be impossible to know the results on election night. A number of states accept ballots that arrive by mail after election day, as long as they are postmarked on or before November 3rd. Some states aren't even allowed to start counting ballots that arrive by mail until election day, making it almost certain that results will be delayed. How does that make sense? If everyone went and voted on election day, a million people You'd have to count a million votes. If 500,000 mail them in early and you can't count them till election day, you would actually have those votes earlier than you would normally. So why is it being delayed? Forgive me if I don't trust the people trying to change the rules at the 11th hour and then claim they're the ones protecting democracy. They say, but a day before the election, the Trump campaign is underscoring that it is going to fight delayed ballots, even though such ballots are legal and legitimate. You see how they say are legal and legitimate? That's their opinion. Um, legal. In some states, yes. In some states, not. So if Trump says they're going to challenge states where it's illegal, then don't just blanket the whole thing and say legitimate because legitimate isn't up for you to decide. But that's an op-ed. Sure. Thanks, Huffington Post. Postal delays are a very real problem. Absentee ballots are taking longer to reach election offices in swing states than in other parts of the country. And Democrats have been warning every single voter for the past week not to vote by mail and go and drop off your ballot in person, in which case this is no excuse. You can't argue for literally everything to be just for you. I'm worried, man. I feel like these are whiny temper tantrum leftists who know they're going to lose. So they're screaming and pouting and demanding special access. And they are being given it by the pathetic media companies that side with them and the big tech companies that just agree with everything they say. I don't know what's going to happen tonight. 
I know that things are looking up in Florida, and there's some concerns about what's happening in Pennsylvania and Georgia, but you need to go out and vote for sure. Florida right now, if you're a Democrat, you should be sweating bullets. If you're a Republican, you should still be sweating bullets as well. Just because you have the lead doesn't mean you can sit back and rest and think everything will be okay. That is a tiny fraction of a percent, not a full percent. You better get out and vote. They say Republicans have fought to make it significantly harder to vote during the pandemic, believing that the more the more people vote, the more likely it is that Democrats will do well. You see, that's a false framing. Let me tell you what Republicans actually believe. Republicans believe, for the most part, that changing the rules at the 11th hour is wrong and that voting by mail opens the door to impropriety and potential fraud. The Huffington Post is trying to make it seem like Republicans are evil mustache twirling villains who just want to steal the election. Now, I'll tell you this. If I had to actually point at Democrat or Republican and accuse one, it'd be the Democrats. They're the ones who changed the rules. But they changed the rules because they kept screaming about how dangerous COVID was. and They terrified their own voter base. Now their voters don't want to come out. And, and, and now the Democrats are saying, well, then take our ballots after the deadline. And Republicans saying, you can't do that. You knew the rules. You played the same game. You can't change the rules now. I call on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook to allow all of us to question the integrity of the election because Democrats have changed the rules. That one might get me banned. But for the time being, I can only assume that we are going to see waves of lawsuits, and I don't know who is going to win or lose. Just to make sure you vote, and I will tell you what the Democrats said, go vote in person. Now, where are we going to end up? Donald Trump believes he is going to win. Trump claims he will top the 306 electoral college votes he won in 2016, but says he will not claim he has won until there is a victory as he makes final pitch for undecided voters. Quote, so my number last time was 306, Trump said in a Fox and Friends uh, interview. I ended up with 306. That was good. That, that was good numbers. Two, two, uh, 223 to 306. Actually, it was 232. He said in reference to Clinton. And that was a big number. And I think we will top it. I'll I'll leave it at that. I think we'll top it. According to Cook Political Report, Trump likely holds around 163 electoral college votes as of now out of those states that are solid, likely and lean Republican. If you were to win all of the electoral college votes of the states that are deemed a toss up, his total would move to 248. This means he would need to earn 58 votes from solid, likely or lean Democrat states to to even reach the threshold he won in 2016. Yes, but they're saying Michigan, Wisconsin, Minnesota and Pennsylvania are all lean Democrat. I think Trump is looking at those as toss-ups. And when you factor in the margin of error, I think the, Demo- I think the pollsters are wrong. But uh, I'll tell you this. I'm seeing a whole lot of hubris from leftists. I mean, Jenk Uger of the Young Turks is like, Trump is going to get smoked. You heard it here. Come to my show tonight and I'll show you what for. And it's like, OK, dude, chill out. You of all people should not be running around screaming who's going to win. And let me tell you, I don't know who's going to win. I do not want my hubris to get the better of me. Certainly there are Trump supporters tweeting out things like Trump is going to crush it. You know what, man? Y'all would be wise to sit back and say, please go vote. Vote for who you, whoever you want. Vote for your, vote your conscience. Vote who you think should win. Don't vote against somebody, be it against Biden or against Trump. Vote for who you think is a better president. And if it's not either of these, you know, predominant like mainstream candidates, then vote for someone you know and trust, even if you're the only person who does stand up for what you believe in, right? But anyway, I don't know who's going to win. I don't think people are are going to, uh, uh, there's going to be a decent amount of people who regret calling it and screaming it. But I understand why they do it. 
Cenk Uger is saying, you know, Trump's going to win because he's trying to rile people up and rally them. But if people are going to vote, they're going to vote. Okay. So listen, I voted for Trump and the Republicans for the first time in my life. Um, I have a lot of close personal friends who did, and I was, I was shocked that, uh, that was the case. I don't know exactly what's going to happen, and no one does. Anyone who says they do, they're just making guesses. The polls don't prove a thing. They were wrong last time, and they were wrong bad by historical margins. Five points, according to, I think it was 538. And 538 got Michigan completely wrong, calling it in the primaries for Hillary Clinton when Bernie won. Right now, we're in the thick of it. Go out and vote. I'm not kidding, man. There are a lot of people I know who in the past have been like, well, what's one vote? No, one vote is everything. It is. What you need to realize is this. If you're sitting there and you say to yourself, what's one vote? How many other people are sitting there thinking the exact same thing? All thinking that my one vote won't matter. And what happens if it's a thousand people all thinking that "Ah, it's just one vote? No. You all have to go out and you have to vote right now. Because if you're someone who likes Trump, you're the underdog. And if you're someone who likes Biden, don't pull a Hillary Clinton because a lot of people stayed home for her. Now, right now, we're seeing, according to some charts, that enthusiasm among Democrats is higher than among Republicans. You heard me. Enthusiasm among Donald Trump supporters compared to Biden supporters is quadruple. But Democrats who hate Trump are more are, are enthusiastic. And among all Democrats versus all Republicans, there is higher levels of enthusiasm. I think Republicans might actually Hillary Clinton themselves. You heard it. I know. I'm seeing too many people say, ah, Trump's going to win. I know he's going to win. Trump's going to win. So are, are you doing anything to help? You see, the problem is, even though Joe Biden's done very little, there's that built in anti-Trump vote. So when Trump supporters get complacent, that means they're not going around signing people up, registering people to vote, rallying people to go vote. Now, to be fair, there are a lot of prominent Trump supporting activists who have been doing a lot of work and registering voters, namely Scott Pressler, for instance. He's the guy who went and cleaned up all these different places with volunteers, and he's also been going out registering voters. That has given Trump a major advantage the polls can't see, the voter registration gap, which heavily favors Republicans. So I've got more videos coming up throughout the day. And I have no idea what to talk about because it is election day and it is all hot, hot topic. I don't know. But I'll tell you this. As of right now, let's do a quick refresh on the uh, total voting statistics. Okay, that's weird. And right now, the Republican lead has gone up once again with 92,692. This is going to get interesting. Next video is coming up at 4 p.m. over at YouTube.com slash TimCast, my main channel. It's different from this one. And I will see you all there. Everyone keeps trying to convince me why they are right, why the polls are wrong and Trump will win or why the polls are right and Biden will win. And I've had enough. We don't know for sure. And we might not know for some time. So this video may not be relevant later tonight when someone is declared victory, I guess. But ladies and gentlemen, I bring you now a hat trick. Three prediction models that are the best prediction models, period, ever. And don't you dare question me. My friends, this has to be my absolute favorite prediction model ever. Seriously, this chick, I, I can't stop watching this. I need to play this for you. It's about a minute long. Check this out. Here we go. By thinking that Joe Biden will win, but that there will also be an unprecedented change to the nature of rulership in our presidency. Let me explain. 
Biden is having eclipses in his first house, seventh house axis. This has happened to every presidential winner going as far back as I've researched. Literally, like Trump of 2016, uh, Clinton Carter, like it goes back. His eclipses are supercharged indicators. First house of self, it's supercharging identity forward. And this is happening to Senator Harris too. There are other things that affirm this, but this is a big indicator. Along with Senator Harris entering the literal biggest peak period of her entire life, which is not only a peak, but like a very, very impressive one for any human being. Alongside that, the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction is happening on December 21st into 2020. They meet every 20 years, and now it's a 200-year cycle in air signs. Historically coincides with transitions of power in a very dramatic way. Think Caliphate, the Kyoto period, etc. But it's close to revolutionary Pluto. It looks like a literal new reality for the U.S. Whoa, you heard it. This is it. That, I got to be honest, was actually much more convincing than anything I've heard from 538. Let me tell you why. She certainly sounds like she knows what she's talking about. Of course, <laughs> I'm sorry, man. It's a whole bunch of ludicrous mumbo jumbo. But I tell you what, man, if if Joe Biden ends up winning, and then on December 21st, some crazy thing happens in this country. I am going to issue an apology to this young woman about her eclipses in the seventh axis and I- identity forward, whatever it was. I got to be honest, spoken with more certainty than the pollster right now. Well, for more Nate than Silver 30 years, the is saying, of- starting to fall down the Florida election day turnout rabbit hole already went for a run. So I think I just better go and play some FIFA or something. The one thing I'll say is there's not really that much you can tell by blah, 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 blah. Republicans have like 150,000 vote advantage right now. So that's actually on track for where they thought it would be a little bit lower, actually. That would mean if you go by the raw numbers, Republicans are winning. Now, of course, independents might all break for the Democrat, which I really don't think. I mean, even if you split them in the middle, even if you lean slightly Democrat, Republicans still have an advantage. So, uh, Nate Silver does not have the same level of certainty as this young woman talking about the seventh house axis or whatever. My friends, I promised you a hat trick. I am not just going to show you one simple story, one one woman forecasting my friends. Check it out. This is what we have long since known. Mask sales at Johnny Brock's have predicted presidential election since 1984. If this trend continues, Ed Brock knows who will win this election, my friends. Now, this is better than any scientific poll or forecast model. The masks for Halloween. I'm going to be honest. Actually, this is I, I mean, it. I believe this is better data than the mumbo jumbo garbage the pollsters have been putting out where they're like, we've determined after asking 5,000 people and removing 2,400 of them because we want to have a proportion of blah, blah, blah. It's it, it's better. It shows you raw intention and frame of mind. Your polls can say anything. I'm not saying that this is a perfect forecast model. I'm just saying in terms of a piece of data that could contribute voter enthusiasm and what they're thinking, in my opinion, is a better indicator. Check this out. For more than 30 years, the sales of Halloween masks at Johnny Brock's dungeon have matched up with the outcome of presidential elections. Ed Brock is the owner of the pop- popular Halloween store in South City. Today in St. Louis, in St. Louis's Ali Corey, in St. Louis, Ali Corey interviewed Brock back in 2016 when Trump masks outsold Hillary Clinton. The sales have been right in predicting the winner since 84. 
Here's what Brock told five on your side about the sales of masks between Trump and Biden. 66% of the sale of the masks, political masks between the two, are Trump. 34 are Biden. Donald Trump landslide confirmed. Uh, Trump will win the election. That's, if this formula stands, Trump will win. Brock said he since sold out of Biden masks, but he didn't order as many of those because of demand. Brock was skeptical about doing the interview this year because of how contentious this election has been. We'll have to wait until November 4th or even later to see if his prediction holds up. Well, let me just say that means if Joe Biden wins, they cheated. It's the only way the masks tell the future. I'm kidding, by the way. But as I promised, I am going to bring you a hat trick, which means I have one more forecast prediction. My friends, I give you the most important fortune cookies for Trump. Pennsylvania bakery that has predicted the last three elections says Trump themed treats are massively outselling those for Joe Biden. Confirmed. If you take the story of the cookies being sold more for Trump and the masks being sold more for Trump and you combine them with the young woman talking about the Saturn, Jupiter, whatever. Well, then my forecast model predicts a Donald Trump victory. I'm joking. I hope somebody takes that out of context. It'll be funny. But this is legit. Check this out. This, and this is important because of Pennsylvania. A cookie poll that was ac- that has accurately predicted the outcome of the last three elections has named its winner. A Pennsylvania bakery has said that its Trump themed cookies are vastly outselling the Biden themed alternative by a margin of almost six to one. Owner Kathleen Lockle has told Fox News that some customers have even been driving from out of state to pick up the treats. Right now, Donald Trump is still in the lead. We've sold about 28,000 Trump cookies to 5,000 Bidens. Whoa, yowza. Lockle said on Monday, adding that with pending orders, she's expected Trump cookie sales to get close to 29,000. Look at all these delicious little cookies. Lockle's, a family-run bakery, began this year's poll about two months ago and planned to announce their final tally on Wednesday evening. The bakery plans to reveal a celebratory cookie as tribute to the winner of the November 3rd election, as well as producing a selection of other special treats. Lockle said she didn't intend the the annual cookie poll, which has been more popular than ever this year, as a political statement and was thrilled her business is thriving amid the coronavirus pandemic. Four more years for Trump. Biden number 46. This is definitely by far the busiest we've ever been, she said, adding that demand for cookies has superseded any previous time, including the week before Christmas, which is the store's busiest time of year. I think people just love that they're participating in something, said Lockle. It brings people together, regardless of the Democrats or Republicans. If people could just look at the whole picture and see that a small business has overcome the pandemic by thinking out of the box, I hope that inspires others to stay afloat, stay the course, and hopefully we'll all survive. You can see there are the photos. My friends, it may be that even with these uh, cookie polls and mask polls, Donald Trump loses. Uh, jokingly, I said these three together would be a Trump victory. But of course, the young woman who is talking about Joe Biden's house X or whatever is saying Joe Biden is going to win. And you know what? I want to be completely honest here. It really was more convincing hearing what she had to say. I don't know if, 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 if any of it is true and it sounds ridiculous, but I actually think there is something to is, I, I, look, I'm not a, I'm not an atheist. 
I think there's something magical about this world, something we've yet to explain. And so it may be a bit, um, what's the right word for this? I don't know, wishful thinking that there is something bigger and there will be some sign. I'm not convinced by it. I wouldn't take action on it. But I got to tell you, deep down, she's really convincing, isn't she? Like if the if Jupiter and whatever really are aligning, I got to admit, it's like, man, that really makes you wonder, doesn't it? But in the end, I think the reality is Donald Trump has amassed tens of thousands of people at his rallies. Masks are outselling Biden by two, you know, three to one cookies, six to one. I just do not see a reality, regardless of where Jupiter is, where Joe Biden actually wins. Now, maybe by the time you see this video, you're gonna be laughing because I was wrong. Look, I don't know who's going to win, and I'm not arrogant enough to claim it's going to be Donald Trump or Joe Biden. That to me is absurd. And there are a lot of people who think they're smarter than everyone else who are laughing and gloating. We know what happened to them last time. My friends, do not be the Clinton supporters where they're all laughing. We're going to win. And then they lost. I'm going to sit back. I'm going to crack a beer open. I'm going to say, give me those results, baby. And if it's Trump, it's Trump. If it's Biden, it's Biden. I have to uh, uh, add, however, I really do think that something dirty is going on. I mean, I'm seeing this stuff out of out of PA, and it's got me really worried, to be completely honest. Poll watchers being rejected, people who aren't poll watchers being allowed in. Seems like there's dirty games afoot. And you know what? The Democrats know the conservatives will do nothing about it. I think it's funny that Democrats often claim it's the Republicans who are cutthroat and they're the ones who are weak. But if you actually watch anything that's going on, they've been, well, let's just say the riots on the left have been um, terrifying. But maybe those riots have actually helped Trump. I I can't believe that people are going to vote for Joe Biden. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry, young astrology lady. I think you are wrong. We'll see. A couple more segments coming up in a few minutes and I will see you all shortly. Now, this one says a lot. While everyone's trying to predict who's going to win, somebody's actually putting their money where their mouth is with the biggest political bet ever made. British gambler bets $5 million on Trump. The former banker used private bookmakers registered in the Caribbean island, Curaco. Are you serious? Take a look at these Dow averages, this, this, this bump, these percentages. They're going up. I think people know Donald Trump is going to win. Would somebody with millions of dollars really put it down on Trump if they thought he was going to lose? No, of course not. Does it mean they're correct? No, of course not. But I kind of wonder, man, I think I think there's a lot of people with connections that are in the know. And this is a bold wager. I got to say that a British gambler has reportedly staked five million dollars on President Trump winning Tuesday's election, a wager believed to be the largest ever political bet. The former banker used private bookmakers registered on the Caribbean island Curacao for the bet at odds of 37 to 20, meaning he could get a $15 million payout. The mystery gambler confidently went all in after consulting with Trump camp insiders, according to the report. Word of this bet has done the rounds, and we think it's the biggest ever made on politics, one betting industry source told the UK paper. While illegal in the US, betting on politics is popular in the UK, and many other countries and the uh, and, and many other countries and the 2020 election is shaping up to be the biggest betting event of all time. Well, there is predict it maybe gets around gambling rules. I don't know, but I'm pretty sure people bet on politics in the U.S. all the time. I didn't realize that was illegal Fox business. 
Trump beat the odds in 2016. And gamblers appear keen on a repeat performance this time. Donald Trump will likely wake up with a spring in his step as more and more people think he could stay for another term. In the last four hours, 71% of money wagered on the 2020 election was on Trump, the site said, which the site's head of marketing, Sam Eaton, called a remarkable swing. The 2020 election is following a very similar betting pattern to the one we witnessed back in 2016. The closer we got to election day, the more money came for Donald Trump. A lot, uh, a lot of part-time gamblers will opt to wager on election today. And naturally, given the bigger returns on Trump, they will likely side with the current president. One bookmaker, Patty Power, told The Sun that 93% of wagers had been on Trump over the previous 24 hours. Jessica O'Reilly of Ladbroke said, even at the 11th hour, punters are continuing to back Trump at the odds on offer. What makes the pollsters or the, 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 the bookkeepers confident enough that they're going to give odds to Biden? Because that means you can put down a dollar and you can win three dollars. That's not a that's that's not that's great. You put a dollar down for Biden. What do you win? A dollar thirty or something or a dollar fifty? What's the point in doing that? Oh, I guess you I guess you'd win. Uh, yeah, you win like a dollar fifty or two dollars. You'd win a dollar back on top of your dollar. Stands to reason, even if Trump isn't favored to win, the money's on Trump. Now, if I was going to put down some money, which I don't, I don't like gambling for the most part. I like going to casinos for sure. That's fun. But here's what you do at a casino. You take it out. You set aside like a hundred bucks. You save up. You say, I'm going to take a hundred bucks and you break it up and you play and you have fun and you expect to lose. Sometimes you win. Sometimes you can make that hundred bucks last some, you know, a little while, get some free drinks. And it's all about going and having a good time. Five million dollars though. Wow. Is it too late to bet on Trump? Jeez. $5 million is a bold statement, the biggest bet ever made. This guy might lose all that money, but he talked to Trump insiders and they said, you're good. There are a lot of news stories popping up right now where leftists are claiming that Trump is panicked, Trump is sweating, Trump is nervous. You, my friends who buy those stories are the mark. You're the rube. I saw some journalists comment on this a while ago saying Trump is not panicking. Trump is an arrogant, boorish old man. He doesn't panic. Apparently, he walked off stage after the debate and said, let's end this. Trump thinks he's going to win. There was a there was an article from Daily Beast where it's like an animation of Trump sweating like crazy. And it was like, he knows he lost. No, he doesn't. Even if he was losing, he wouldn't think he was. They don't get it, do they? They don't get it. So when you have a gambler go to Trump and the Trump camp says something, that results in this guy saying five million down. They must have really, really convinced this guy to risk five million dollars. However, take a look at this story. This is from the Daily Mail. Trump cuts guest list at his planned party inside White House from 400 to 250, saying he'll maybe address the nation as Biden prepares podium in Wilmington. Maybe he'll address the nation. Wait, 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 wait. Trump is cutting his White House party down 150 people. Actions speak louder than words. That to me does not sound like a president preparing for a victory, does it? I know, I know. I have no idea what's going to happen. And there's a lot of reasons maybe this is happening, but check it out. President Trump downsized the guest list for his election night party by 150 people and said he'd maybe address the nation. CNN first reported the slimmed down party, which is slated to take place in the East Room with every attendee getting tested for COVID before gaining entry. Meanwhile, in Wellington, Delaware, a podium is set up outside the Chase Center, 
where Democratic nominee Joe Biden will address the nation no matter the election result, his campaign has said. Trump didn't do much to preview his election night festivities, except tell reporters that the country may not see him. Well, I may. We're going to have to see. He said after being asked if he would speak later Tuesday night. The president made a brief visit to the Republican National Committee annex in Arlington, Virginia, where his campaign is staffed, and thanked them for what they have done. We have a big night planned. We're going to have a very big night, the president said. As he concluded his Q&A with reporters in Arlington, he added, we'll maybe see you later. Trump was originally going to host a party at his Trump International Hotel several blocks away. On Friday, the New York Times reported the party was off. Not a good sign. When Trump was asked about it, he pointed a finger at D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser, saying her coronavirus restrictions had gotten in the way. You know, Washington, D.C. is shut down. The mayor has shut it down. We have a hotel. I don't know if it's shut down, if you're allowed to use it or not. But I know the mayor has shut down Washington, D.C., Trump told reporters as he left for three rallies. And if that's the case, we'll probably stay here or pick another location. I think it's crazy. Washington, D.C. is shut down. Can you imagine? D.C. is in phase two of reopening. So bars and restaurants are open with outdoor and limited indoor capacity. The bar at Trump's D.C. hotel has been open for months. Gatherings, however, have been capped at 50. On federal property, Trump can do whatever he wants. Biden is holding his election night festivities in the same parking lot where he watched fireworks with running mate Senator Kamala Harris after his nomination speech in August at the Democratic National Convention. Because of the coronavirus pandemic, Biden and Harris opted not to travel to Milwaukee, this we know. At the conclusion of Biden's speech, supporters were waiting outside in their cars like they were at the drive-in movies. Four years ago, when polling also didn't look great for Trump, he opted to host his election night shindig at a non-Trump branded property the Midtown Hilton in New York City. The move at the time was interpreted as a sign that he knew he would lose to Democrat Hillary Clinton and didn't want to sully, say, Trump Tower, where he launched his campaign, riding down the escalator to make his opening pitch. I don't know if this means anything. I'll tell you what it might mean. We can talk all day and night about Donald Trump being spry, being strong, having a lot of energy. But come on, man, the guy gets tired. I think what's really happening is that Trump doesn't want to entertain 400 people. I think Trump wants to go to bed after campaigning more than he's ever campaigned before. Five rallies per day for several days. They were saying in some uh, articles that he sounded hoarse in his interviews with Fox and Friends. I can only imagine the dude is beat. He is dead tired. And now you want him to stay up till three in the morning. Oh, I feel you, Trump. I don't want to do it. I got people asking me how late we're going to go tonight's show because the results aren't going to come in till at least 3 a.m. because of California or whatever. If I'm assuming the polls are closing at midnight, then it's going to be rough because I got to wake up super early. So I can hear I can feel you, man. Trump's probably just like, I'm going to bed tonight. It's the end. Give me the results and I'm going to go to sleep. And that's about that. So I wonder I do. A $5 million bet. That's bold. Donald Trump changing his party doesn't mean a whole lot to me. And the media likes to assume way too much. It's a sign that Trump, he doesn't want to sully his property or whatever. Maybe he just wants to be able to leave the party. Trump lives in Trump Tower. At least I, yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. Could you imagine having a party in your house? You want to go to bed? That's what I'm doing tonight. And I get it. It's going to kind of suck. It always does. Because people stay up late. I got to get up for work and I'll go to bed. I'll go to bed super late. I think I'll be up super late, but I got to wake up at like 7 a.m., which means I'm going to get barely any sleep, but everyone's going to party until 7 a.m. And they're not going to go to bed 
until you can, I don't know if you can hear this, but we got work going on. I got to deal with that. So I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't blame Trump for wanting to tone things down, but maybe it is a sign. Maybe it is a sign he's not as confident as he should be. I don't know. It's also possible. It's just the lockdown. It's also possible by the time you watch this video, we already have the results and you know more than I do right now who the president is. I think it's going to be exciting to say the least. And I don't mean that necessarily in a good way. Exciting in the sense that it's going to invoke strong emotions and get a rise out of people. I'm worried about the riots and the chaos. No matter who wins, there is going to be uncertainty. I think the markets are going to go nuts or Trump might landslide. That's what I want. That's my wish, a landslide. So I'll tell you what, I got one more segment coming up in a few minutes where I'm going to talk about the election. Stick around. That video is coming up shortly. I want to play just a few seconds from Ben Shapiro's tweet. I did not vote for Donald Trump in 2016. I am voting for Donald Trump in 2020, where he gives three reasons. And then I want to give you my reasons for why I voted for Donald Trump and what I am hoping is going to happen. Ben Shapiro says, I did not vote for Donald Trump in 2016. I am voting for Donald Trump in 2020. There are three reasons I'm going to vote for Donald Trump in 2020 when I didn't four years ago. First, I was simply wrong about Donald Trump on policy. Second, I wasn't really wrong about Donald Trump on character, but whatever damage he was going to do has already been done, and it's not going to help if I don't vote for him this time. And third, most importantly, the Democrats have lost their f***ing minds. So, first of all, that last one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Democrats have gone insane. They seem to be catering to Twitter and not their actual base. We've got rule changes, manipulations, and nothing getting done. I want to be fair. I often say that. And a lot of the freshman Congress women, the squad, they didn't get a lot done because typically freshmen don't, is my understanding. They also had to deal with a Republican Senate that didn't want to take up many of their bills. However, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's Green New Deal talked about farting cows and banning airplanes, and it was just plum nuts. I ask many leftists if they actually read the thing. I'll tell you what I want. I want a Green New Deal. <gasps> Gasp, I said it. But what I'm talking about is investing, investing in renewable energies, technologies that will help create good construction jobs. It's that simple. We pay taxes. We've got money in the federal government. Let's give it to a company that's going to build a power plant that'll create a bunch of jobs and do it in one of these areas that has seen uh, um, industrial decay. They've lost their manufacturing bases. There are some towns I've looked at where they're actually building nuclear power plants, and it's going to bring back like 500 jobs to the era, area, reinvigorating these towns. That's what I mean by a Green New Deal. It was creating jobs through energy independence. What did we get? AOC's Green New Deal was like equity, racial equity, college, communism, whatever. I don't know. I know they like to say, go communism. No, but it really was nuts. It absolutely was nuts. I'll tell you this. To Ben's, uh, his other point, one of his other points, that he, he did not, he thought Donald Trump didn't have the ability. I believe it's one of the things he said. In 2016, yeah, I thought Trump was a joke. He was a clown. He mocked people. He laughed. And he was just a ball. He, he was the anger of the American people incarnate. The rage of those who saw their factory jobs disappear. And they said, F you to the establishment. And then what did we get? Well, for one, Trump's personality is a huge problem. Come on. 
Just admit it. Trump needs to learn how to calm down. And I think he's been doing better. I think he's improved quite a bit. But Trump's ability to govern, actually, he's done a fairly decent job. Now, I can't tell you the intricacies of the economy. And I've had a lot of people constantly hit me up saying, Tim, you're wrong. Trump ruined the economy. Okay, well, the deficit's really high, I guess. It is. But the economy was doing really well in terms of how much money people were making, the things they were able to buy, the the quality of life for, for most people. Unemployment was going down. Good things. John Bolton was a mistake. Middle Eastern peace deals were not. Those are good things. Withdrawing our troops, I believe, was a good thing. Trump ended up proving he actually could get the job done. So for me, I didn't care all that much about it. Trump was a clown and Hillary Clinton was a disaster. Well, now we're several years in. And over the past four years, I have seen the true level of depravity from the Democrats and what it really means that they've gone insane. I've seen violent riots get defended by the media. I have seen them pull out every ridiculous conspiracy theory and throw it at the wall to see what sticks. To this day, they claim Russia. The Democrats, they got elected. The moderates in 31 districts that had previously voted for Trump. I hope you have all learned your lesson this day and you've gone out and voted for Donald Trump. I didn't vote in 2016. And I'll tell you what. The moderate Democrats promised us kitchen table issues. They were going to be the, 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 the vanguards of American democracy to stop the culture war. Nancy Pelosi, shut up. Stop screaming about Trump and Trump. Hold your tongue. Calm down. Let us negotiate. Whenever I bring this up, I talk about Lord of the Rings, the best meme. You see, if you're not familiar, many of you probably are. The moderate Democrats were Isildur, bringing the one ring to cast into the fires of Mount Doom. You know what I mean? Basically, the ring can only be destroyed once you get into the mountain and throw it in the lava. And then when he finally was there and he was brought there and he could cast it in, he turns around and walks away. And Alron goes, Isildur, cast the orange man bad narrative into the fires. And the moderate Democrats turned and went, no. And they voted to impeach like pathetic spineless, sycophantic losers who deserve to be voted out and never given another opportunity to lie to us again. They said, we will get you insurance, jobs. We will do the right thing. And then they went in there and said, orange man, bad. We're going to do the exact same thing. Let Donald Trump do his job. They couldn't. They just couldn't do it. Pathetic. Jeff Van Drew, he saw the light and he said the Democrats do not represent me anymore. And he flipped New Jersey's second district in South Jersey flipped Republican. And then we saw the Wildwood New Jersey rally with Donald Trump and Jeff Van Drew, where people were sleeping outside, not even in line, just sleeping outside waiting to see Donald Trump come. I think Jeff Van Drew made the right choice, but I, whether or not I'll get reelected is something entirely different. You see, the right choice isn't the choice that just gets you the job. The right choice is what is morally and ethically correct. And the Democrats had gone insane. Van Drew said he would not support impeachment. And they went to his office and said, do it or you will never get reelected. Yeah, somebody went to his office and made that threat. The Democrats have actively supported the rioters. 
Joe Biden, he has denounced the violence, and I can respect that. 100% credit where credit is due. But his campaign staff, 13 individuals, raised money to bail these people out. Kamala Harris literally solicited donations to bail these people out herself. They have gone insane. I have friends and family members who feel the same way. And I have friends and family members who are voting for Biden who can't give me any real reason. But my friends who have been paying attention, who have been scared of the riots because they came to their neighborhoods, they flipped for the first time in their lives. I'm from Chicago. Listen, I don't vote because of what other people think. And there's this meme about, I changed all of my principal political positions because someone was mean to me on the internet. My principles are mostly the same. My opinions on certain policies have changed based on my principles. I still think Trump is a boastful braggart, lewd and lascivious. Uh, he's improved. I got to be honest. He has. He has. Credit where credit is due, I know. And Joe Biden did denounce violence. Credit where it's due. Joe Biden didn't call out Antifa. And Joe Biden didn't call out Black Lives Matter extremists, which he, in my opinion, needed to do. But anyway, I digress. I have friends who have seen just how uh, crazy things have gotten under the Democrats. And I have friends who have been woken up by the chaos. You see, in Chicago, it is strict Democrat rule. So to all the haters who say Tim only ever talks about Democrats, I've, I've not lived under Republicans. Have you? Maybe if I lived in a Republican area, I'd be angry about the things they've done or said. But I come from a Democrat area. And in this city, which has been Democrat run for decades, things have only gotten worse. It's been bad. And the violence has been really bad. You see, where I grew up, there are people who have watched corpses be dragged through alleys. That's Chicago. They call it Chirac for a reason. And I learned very early on that Democrats just say whatever they need to say to get elected. That's why I was apolitical. Don't you get it? I'm a left-leaning independent. I grew up in an urban center where we were all fairly liberal individuals. And I saw the corruption of the Democratic Party. Three of our past governors went to prison. Why would I vote for these people? So the Republicans have their problems. And certainly Donald Trump does. But Ben Shapiro is correct. Now, one of Ben Shapiro's reasons for Trump is that he was concerned Trump wouldn't run, uh, wouldn't, wouldn't um, uh, lead as a conservative. He wouldn't pass conservative policies. And he says those are good things. I'm not as concerned about conservative policies. I'm more concerned about critical race theory, neo-segregationism, violent riots, and the ineptitudes of the Democratic Party. It's about time the urban centers said, enough. I don't know if you can break that spell, though, and that's what's freaking to me. And I don't know what's going to happen tonight. For all I know, the polls are going to close shortly after this video goes live, and Joe Biden may sweep, and the Democrats may take everything, and then it will just be the same old sad story that I have dealt with my whole life. Lying, cheating, stealing, manipulating for power for decades. Because too many people in my city never thought I need to vote for something else. They just kept supporting the same thing over and over again. And then it got bad. So this day, as you many of you go out to vote in this last few hours, I want you to think about something. Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting another result is the Internet's definition of insanity. But when we talk about the bad economy, when we talk about COVID and the lockdowns, I want you to remember 
vote locally. I don't care if you say orange man bad and you want to vote him out. Fine. But get rid of your incumbent, too. I would love to see each and every one of the incumbents just voted out. I don't care who they are. Rand Paul gets to stay. He's the only one. There's a handful of other people. Um, but Rand Paul, I really do think, is one of the only good politicians. There's, there's a few other. Thomas Massey deserves a shout out. And uh, Tulsi Gabbard, I, I greatly respect. I don't agree with all of them on all their positions. But we have very few people who actually care about leading this country. And we have way more people that just want the keys to the castle. Give me your vote so I can get a pension and a salary and do nothing. I want all the incumbents to be voted out. And this means in our cities, at the local level, when you go vote for mayor, when you go vote for alderman, comptroller, whatever, vote out the incumbents. Vote for a different party. I don't care if it's Republican or Democrat. Vote for something else. For once. But more importantly, vote your conscience. You don't got to listen to what I have to say. I'm just some dude complaining on the internet. And I'll leave it there. We got a big show coming tonight. I hope you're ready. I'll see you all live tonight at youtube.com slash timcast IRL. Thanks for hanging out.